Welcome, you're now in a good place. This is the Rainmakers Podcast with your host, Cheryl Alcorn. Hi everyone, my name's Cheryl Alcorn. I'm so glad you're with me right now. Um, During this time, Father, or you know what? It's just a time, I believe, of transition. I was just saying that to my friend here, and um, I believe I'm not the only one going through transition, and I know a lot of things around us are going through transition, but it's a time of self-examination. So as I was preparing for today, I really felt like there were some things that I wanted to share with you, and I believe they're going to bear witness to your moment right now. Um, But about a year ago, during the whole pandemic issue, I had made a decision that I was going to keep my routine exactly the way it should be so that I could continue to grow. During that time, I took a course. It was basically a one-year course, but you would be able to do it actually in a short time. The shortest time they predicted was about three months, and so I did it in a three-month period. And at that time, I was able to get from that three certificates. Um, I'm considered a mental health coach, um, and so I can work with uh, therapists and other individuals in the area of psychology and all that as far as a co-facilitator. So I do that. My other credentials are in the area of drug and alcohol, so I am a certified drug and alcohol specialist. So I do a lot of work in that field too. Um, But with my Bible here, you know, I was looking at some things that they put inside of this Bible, and that's the reason why I like it. And it's called a Karen Council Bible. And they put in here what's called Soul Notes, S-O-U-L. And so I really like what they wrote here, and it's called Radical Denial. And I really believe during this transitional time that we need to really say to ourselves, what have we said no more to? Okay. And so this is what was written here. It says radical discipleship means denying oneself and taking up the cross. Jesus was not promoting self-hatred. Instead, he was saying that his followers must put God first and be willing to suffer anything for his sake. Now, that's pretty tough because in most situations, no one likes suffering. So in this discussion today, I'm going to talk to you about several things, but one of the things that I wrote down was called the fire of oppression. And this actually comes out of the Bible, and it's in, um, I want to quote it right here, Isaiah 43. And in Isaiah 43, uh, 43, he talks about when you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. So God is telling you right now that he's with you completely. He foreknew what was going to happen to you. But now here's the key, everybody. The key is, will you trust him? Now, if you go to the book of Matthew, and everybody knows this when, when uh, Jesus and, and Peter We're having that discussion about who do they say I am. And Jesus was asking Peter that. And this is what it says in Matthew 16, 16. It says, Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, 
for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. So I brought my rock today. I like my rock, and I keep this rock on my desk. In fact, I got this rock at a very special event that was held here in where I live. And I like it because in that moment when I was at that event, the community was coming together, and we were coming together to do something very specific for our community, and that was to be in unity with each other and to exhort each other and let each other know, hey, we are a praying community. We're not alone in what we're doing in our community. And I really like that because it, it, I know there are people that I can call upon at any time and they will pray with me. So today is going to be basically dealing with our character because when you talk about self-denial, you talk about our true character. But Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruit. So in that character change, there is the fruit of the Spirit, which is in Galatians 5.22, and we know that the very first fruit is love. So we know that God is a God of love, and I, and I, I love John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him would not perish. So God wants us to know he's with us completely. Now, this is where it really comes down to understanding how the gates of hell will not prevail. Because we know that we live in a world where there is the unseen world. The unseen world that a lot of people really, I'm not saying they are in denial to it, but it is an awareness that we must walk in as a believer. We must walk in that awareness. And I truly believe when I wrote the prayer study guide, and here it is, when I wrote this, it was something that God was saying, there has to be prayer in your life. You got to have prayer. And so there's several things that I want to read to you today out of the prayer study guide. And I've written in many things in this, and I, and I cannot... My film director, Kendall Rodriguez, can say this is true. I've been preaching out of this book for almost two years now. Okay. <laughs> so what does that tell you? That it is unlimited in its resources if you be diligent in what you're doing for the Lord. We need to understand that God has given us tools for our trade. Tools that we need to use to further the kingdom of heaven. So going on with verse 19, Jesus says, And I will give you keys of the kingdom of heaven. Oh, come on. Now, what would those keys look like? Well, this could be a key, the prayer study guide. This could be a key that God said, You know what? I'm going to put this in this little package. And it's a key. In fact, I even write in here, I put in here, there are keys. Key one, accept God. When I was writing this, I was involved in a prayer group at my church, and for seven years, I was in this prayer group consistently every Sunday before I would go into service because I knew for myself that I needed to be in a place of prayer where it pushed me to seek God harder, okay? Well, after I would leave that, I would go to my office, 
And I would start writing down the download that God would give me. And it began to develop. Now, my first, like, um, whatever you want to call it, PDF or whatever you want to call it, was really, there was only like eight pages that I wrote down. It wasn't really a whole lot of information because I had never done this before. I had never gone this way before, okay? But God was saying there's something that you have that must be released, and these are keys that God has given us for this hour. I had a friend of mine say this to me, that the prayer study guide was before its time. I wrote this in 2014, 15, 16, published it in 2017, and now it's been out for what, maybe four years almost? And I want you to know that I have not gone dry here on what I could get out of these keys. I'm still reading out of it. I'm still praying with it. And I'm still getting information that God is still telling me because God is an eternal God. So I just want to give that to you. So Jesus says, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, in the prayer study guide, I make reference to that scripture, Matthew, um, here it's Matthew 16, 19, okay? So in the prayer study guide, I have written some things in here that I want to talk to you about before I go into the story that I'm going to share. But when I reference that, I'm talking about the keys, right before that, I talk about the spiritual warfare and the temptations and the things that you must deny. Okay, do you get this? You must deny. You must deny abandonment. You must deny it. You must deny addiction. You must deny approval seeking. You must deny covetedness. You cannot covet things. You must deny discouragement and divination and unforgiveness in your lives. You must cut it off at the root. You know, when David cut off Goliath's head, which we know the story that the, the five stones, he took one stone and threw it, hit his head. Bam, the giant went down. He went and cut the head off. Why? Because he was severing anything that would be connected to his future. If you don't deny the things that you went through last year, when you were on lockdown, okay, they're going to continue in your life. And God says today is the day of salvation. Today he wants to deal with your character the way he dealt with Peter because not too long after that, he rebuked Peter and he told Peter, get behind me, Satan. We are not that far from that, people. We are not that far from falling short. And the Bible says we all fall short. We all fall short. So how do we stick with God? We have to be with God every day. So today I want to talk to you about your cave experience with God last year. Ha ha. Your cave experience. Because we were all locked down into the cave of our house. And there was many things that we could be doing during that time. Now, it's a, it is a self-examination. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, like calling you out, like saying, oh, you should have done this and you should have done that. No, no, what I'm bringing to light here is the things that we can't keep doing as we move forward. And believe you me, I've had my moments, oh my goodness, I've had my moments. Okay, but I've said this and I'll say it again because it is a life change. 
on October 16th, 2020, I had a near fatal car accident. Okay. I walked away and I have to tell you, it is a miracle. I still to this day, I said, uh, I said, Lord, my God, there's no way I can deny your power because you took me out of something that was totally impossible, totally impossible. And so when I said to myself, you know what, I'm on assignment for God. I got news for you. Either you're going to like me or not like me, but you know, this is your moment. If you don't want to hear anymore, you can turn it off if you want. But I've come to a point where I have to say that I am about the kingdom of heaven. And if you're about the kingdom of heaven, guess what? Blessed are those who persecute you for your namesake, for such is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus knew the ones that were following him were going to get persecuted. I'm in that, <laughs> I'm in that mood today. Oh, I didn't have a bad year at all. My year was so easy. Guess what? I don't think you were following God because your year shouldn't have been easy. Your year, your year should have been down on your knees crying and travailing for all the people that lost their loved one, lost loved ones, crying and travailing for people. See, that's what Cheryl's all about. This is what I'm all about. I can't change my character. This is Christ's character in me. I want you to understand that God is saying that it's time to get on board with him and what he wants done. It says it in Proverbs. There are souls tottering toward the slaughter. Souls tottering toward the slaughter. Christianity is not convenient. Christianity is a covenant that God made with you that he would never leave you nor forsake you and he would empower you with his resurrection power that he put upon his son Jesus that you would walk in this life victoriously. Do you get that? So all these, uh, I call them spiritual demands of warfare that tempt your faith and your relationship with God, right after that, I wrote this statement, and I love it. I've said this before, but I love it, I love it. It says, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And the answer is, those that believe in the power of God's kingdom. You've got to walk in that power. Because Jesus said it, you'll know them because the signs and the wonders are going to follow them. You're going to know them because when they speak, you're going to say, whoa, 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 whoa. I haven't heard that before. What is it that you're saying to me that I need to know and change so that I can be in a better place? Those are the kind of followers you want to be around. We can't blame it on the preacher. We can't blame it on the church because your relationship with God comes with you and him in the cave in the secret place of the Most High, Psalm 91. That's where it happens. You might, like young people say, that's where the rumble happens. You know, Jacob rumbled with God. Oh, yes, he did. And he came out with an issue that changed his life, that he knew that he could not deny God's power any longer because he was called a deceiver. But God changed his name. He said, now you'll be known as the Prince of, with God. Because he got a revelation that his character had to change. 
It had, couldn't be any longer me, myself, and I. As he came out of the womb and he grabbed onto the heel of his brother because he was in the womb with Esau. And he wanted his birthright and he did get it. In deception, God dealt with his character. And sometimes when we get in that cave with God, God wants to deal with our character and he wants to bring changes inside of our character. And uh, we need to allow that to happen so that we will be sensitive to what he wants from us in this, uh, in this life, this temporary life that we're living in right now because the eternal life is coming. So I just want to say a prayer with you and I am going to do a second segment and I want to go into that story. So you will have to view this twice <laughs> because there is a story, but I think I've, I've given you enough information right now to really sort of think about. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to film a second piece and I'm going to talk to you about the story of David. And um, I think you really need to hear this. So I just want to say a prayer for you and, and I'm just going to say it right now, Father in Jesus' name. I love your word that says that if we walk in the light as he is the light, we will have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus will cleanse us. Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name that there would be a cleansing in our heart, a cleansing in our soul. Lord God, right now, you are calling out those that want to follow you, just like Jesus did when he was on the earth. Little did they know that their life would be transformed Little did they know that they would be forever changed and they would not just be changed, but they would change generations after them. And we are standing here as a witness to that changed generation. So Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that they get a hold of what I've said. Lord, I pray, Father God, that if there's any affliction on their body, Lord God, by your stripes, they are healed in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, that if they don't know Jesus, just say this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you that you died for me. I know you rose from the dead, and I believe you are the Lord, and I accept you in my heart today. In Jesus' name, amen.